This is M.I.P. With Masamela Matsumo. Mark Thompson. Get woke. Ladies and gentlemen, happy to have join us on Make It Plain, the assistant administrator for the Small Business Administration in the Office of Women's Business Ownership. Natalie Cofield joins us on Make It Plain. Uh, Madam Administrator, how are you? I'm doing well. How are you doing? Just fine. Happy to have you here with us uh, on the show. Uh, you all have a bit of an announcement, something that's taking place in Tulsa, correct? Yes, uh, very excited to announce the launch of one of our newest women's business centers, which is in Tulsa, Oklahoma. Uh, in June, the president visited Tulsa and made a historic commitment to increasing federal spend with small disadvantaged businesses to 15%. And so we're proud to follow on his heels and establish a women's business center in Tulsa in partnership with the U.S. Black Chamber and the Greenwood Chamber of Commerce, which is actually the oldest Black chamber in the country what would this women's business center do what kind of services does it provide so this women's business center becomes one of the uh, 139 women's business centers that we have through our office across the country. And all of them provide uh, counseling, training, uh, sessions, entrepreneurship courses, and access to one-on-one uh, -on -one and individualized uh, opportunities to talk about access to capital and access to contracts, which is why it's important for women's business centers and our continued expansion because we know that women are the fastest growing entrepreneurial segment in the country and specifically um, black and brown women are the fastest growing entrepreneurial demographic and have been for the last more than a decade and we also know i think this is timely too because we also know don't we that um women in terms of employment um black and latina women have been disproportionately affected by job losses. We're also seeing statistics. Uh, we see an article every day about some folk just not going back to work. So if there were ever an opportunity when people might want to consider going into business for themselves, this would be that moment, wouldn't it? Yeah, you know, I always say that the Chinese character for chaos is the same one for opportunity. Mm. And so there presents a, a moment right now for uh, women to be in uh, more control over the destiny that they have around how they want their lives to be led, meaning um, entrepreneurship gives you the ability to have the flexibility um, in your life around time, the balance that you're looking for, both from a personal and professional perspective, but also um, with a good entrepreneurial venture, the balance you're looking for in your bank account. Um, and so we're hoping that women, if they are in a position where they are choosing or are in a position where they have had to leave the workforce, that they find that they can walk into the doors of entrepreneurship by walking into one of our 139 women's business centers across the country. It is also timely, as you mentioned, that the president was in Tulsa. We are also um, in this moment, well, I hope we're still in this moment of reckoning. Uh, I hope it hasn't run out yet, but uh, across the country. But but in that regard, this is because of that uh, and because this is the centennial of what happened in Tulsa. You mentioned the Greenwood uh, Chamber of Commerce. This was the place where at one time there were the most successful and the most thriving 
black businesses. This was this is the site of Black Wall Street. Yeah. And that's why this particular center being launched is very historic and meaningful. Um, but also what the president did in his visit, um, which is say, hey, we, we are going to make a historical announcement to increase federal spend with small disadvantaged businesses to the largest that it's been in recent history to 15 percent of all federal spend. And that represents nearly 100 billion dollars um, that has made its way uh, to be more available to uh, underrepresented communities across the country, including women-owned businesses. And so part of my job as the uh, chair of the Equity Council, uh, which was stood up because on his first day in office, President Biden signed an executive order on racial equity to ensure that all government agencies were looking at the program services and offerings that we offer to the American public to say, where are we and where can we be? Um, where can we be better? And how can we do more? Um, we've seen this in the commitment of $100 million, which the Small Business Administration is excited to be announcing our Community Navigators program soon. We've seen it in the commitment from the president and vice president and the executive orders that they have established through gender and racial equity. And we're seeing it in the way in which the SBA is implementing its programming. We know that in the last administration, PPP funds and disaster recovery did not get to small businesses and certainly did not get to small disadvantaged advantage businesses. And so we are happy to say that 27% of the PPP funds that came through this administration actually went into urban cores, which represents an equitable portion of the ur urban community across our country. So um, with the leadership of Isabella Guzman, who's the administrator who has already been committed to this work long before she came back to the SBA, and folks like myself who've been both an entrepreneur on the other side of this equation, championing equity uh, for women in business, and now in the administration, I'm excited about the things that we have the possibility of being able to do to build back better. No, that, that is important. More MIP after this message. Also, uh, isn't there evidence to show that when we have more entrepreneurs, especially in disadvantaged communities that can help close the gap on joblessness within those very same communities. And particularly where there are women entrepreneurs, women entrepreneurs tend to help people get jobs and get folks hired. Right. Absolutely. So we, I mean, we can't afford, our country cannot afford, uh, we never have been able to afford, it. We certainly can't afford it now as we're trying to move into a space of uh, recovery to leave any entrepreneur on the table or to leave any community underserved. And so there have been studies that show that there is currently a $4.4 trillion gap that exists between access to capital and opportunity gaps. And, and it represents this $4.4 trillion worth of opportunity for our country to continue to be better. And so, yes, it is it's important for us to, to do what we need to do to make sure everything from rural communities to urban communities have access to the resources and supports that they need. No, that, that is that is very important. Um, do can you give perhaps our audience for those who might be thinking about this uh, an idea of the kinds of, of businesses, entrepreneurship or industry that are most um, attractive to women entrepreneurs these days or those that might even be um, the most accessible to women entrepreneurs. Some might say, well, you know, this is a good idea, but what would I do? What is it that's out there that I should be thinking about doing as a business? 
Well, you know, what I always say um, is what we've seen since the COVID pandemic is that uh, women have been the backbone of the service economy and uh, the backbone of the care economy. And this administration um, also committed $39 billion to make childcare more affordable for American families. So what does that mean? That means that more childcare facilities have the ability to be established. And these are industries that women were already operating in at disproportionately higher rates because we were the employees of these spaces. So it made sense that we were also establishing businesses in the very same industries that we had expertise. And so I'm, I'm excited by the notion that we're in this moment where we, we have the respect and dignity of all of what business and entrepreneurship can look like from the waste remediation companies that made cleaning our businesses across the country uh, possible during the COVID-19 pandemic to the care economy businesses from everything from childcare to home hospice and services, food service industries and the prioritization back there. These are the historic backbone of all Main Street American small business communities, businesses. Um, and while we want to equally champion technology and 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 are and should and continue to do that. We don't want that to come at the expense of saying, hey, building businesses in that have the ability to, to be valuable to the infrastructure and development of this country are also a priority and they are also a value and they are also very much so needed on our pathway back to recovery. Yes, yes, very, very important. More MIP after this message. So what if, if to find out more, where can our listeners go to, to get involved, find out where their nearest business center is? And we want to lift up, especially those of you in the Tulsa and Greenwood area. If you know people in that area, please let them know. But in general, 139 centers, uh, Madam Administrator, let folks know how they can get up to speed and where they can find out more, please. Absolutely. So as you mentioned, there are 139 centers in states and cities across the country. I know we talked about Tulsa today, but we have a center near you. So please visit us online at sba.gov to find out more about the Women's Business Center program or one of our other thousand resource partners that we have in communities across this nation. Small Business uh, Administration doing uh, great work, folks, and we appreciate assistant Administrator Natalie Coalfield being with us, we should also shout out the fact that she is a an HBCU grad herself, Howard University, like the vice president, and like myself. She's also a member of Delta Sigma Theta as well. So we know we have someone looking out for women in business in that position. We welcome that. Thank you, Madam Administrator. Absolutely. HU, you know. <laughs> All right. Take care now. Thanks for getting woke and listening to Make It Plain. Please remember to listen, like, and wherever you get your podcasts, please give the show a five-star rating. And please do spread the word. Let's all continue to pray for each other during this pandemic and this police-demic. If all hearts and minds are clear, it has been made plain. What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? These ultra-low-net-carb baked goods contain zero sugar, fewer calories, and more protein than the leading brands, and are high in fiber to support gut health. Shop now at Hero.co.